What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to The A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. I am Justin, here with Meals. We are in March, and I, and I want to preface everything in this episode by saying I have, I have both of my dogs with me today. So, and, and the only reason I have them with me is because we're, su- we're supposed to be having someone come in and fix the dishwasher. So if they open the door, the, the maintenance people, and my little one barks, I am not in danger. But okay, we are in March, <laughs> and the, and the year March. is moving fast. Yeah, we're, we're, the year is moving fast. How are you feeling? You know, how can I say this? You know what? I would like to say, first of all, I would like to say congratulations to our own social media maven in Dion for the month of February, because yeah. if, if you're looking for someone who, you know, helped this whole social media campaign that we had for black history, having all these great black history moments that a lot of great black wrestlers and a lot of just great people in general um, remembered moments, celebrated themselves, celebrating others. I think we got responses from like Jeff Jarrett, Ken Shamrock, Mark Henry, um, Randy Orton, Randy Orton, Randy retweeted. Orton. He retweeted uh, Mark Henry's tweet uh, five days ago. Yeah, Kofi Kingston, all these other things. So I want to give a shout out to Dion because he just did an amazing job with their social. If you're wondering who I argue with every night from the A Show social, you know, shout out to him. Give him a follow on Twitter. Um, and just for the amazing work we did, it was great. It was a great Black History Month, and it's great continuing to celebrate all the people in our past. Um, I, you know, I would like to make a. a, yeah, you, a you, that's not the last thing you got to say today. No, I would. I would like. I would like to make a statement. Um, I would like to, and and this is the statement is going to be for the 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 Ms. Hive. You'll have to excuse me. I just finished doing a podcast right before this as well. Um, you know, there are times in our lives where we go through situations where we may be on top and the rug may be pulled from under us just as soon as we get on top. But I think the general idea is that at least Ms. got there. For my Ms. Hive, for the people I know, if you're down bad this week, I feel you. I completely understand. It is a crazy world that we live in where the Miz can only be champion for eight, nine days. Spend the entire three hours running from, you know, a very large man. Um, but sometimes that's just how it plays out. And I think, you know what? If you talk about the Miz, who but the Miz has not handed more championships to the African-American community? I mean, you talk about Coral. <laughs> okay. Durrell, All right. Um, All right. We got to cut the music people, on. <laughs> uh, Kofi Kingston, I'm sure there's an Intercontinental Championship reign there. Um, <laughs> tag Team Champions. I mean, our truth main evented Survivor Series alongside The Miz. You know, it's just and uh, against The Rock. I mean, we just have to look at this situation and kind of realize what a maven that the Miz is in these certain dark times. And that all we can do at this point is hopefully just kind of wait because I'm fully sure if we saw it a second time, the Miz will rise again. And that is all I got to say to my Miz Hive people. Thank you. I, I, I was, I was trying to give you like really good music there. I had to cut it because that was ridiculous. That was a crazy pivot. 
What do you mean? That was a Trump like pivot. Like, <laughs> that was a wild pivot to what we have. Um, I'll let you have that because we're gonna we're gonna get real with this decision. <laughs> we're gonna get real with this decision. Uh, sure. In just a, in just a few uh, when we talk raw, uh, but we we have we have some pressing issues to address on no holds barred. Are you ready? Oof. I am ready. I am ready. I'm first ready. up. First up on the docket for today, Randy Orton, Soldier Boy. Oof. They got issues. Randy Orton wakes up, or he he goes home, or he's I mean, he's maybe on the road. He might be on the road. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think at this time? That it, uh, it, that a few could spark off at three a.m. Eastern time. Yeah, like like two two thirty three o'clock. Randy's probably on his up? way home. He's on his way home. He has to be right. Like like in the car. The, the thing is, he's been such a non factor on Raw. He could have filmed him spitting out black stuff and and, and doing things <laughs> like weeks ago. <laughs> the only the reason why it probably happened this week is because Kayla was there. Um, yeah, and and uh, the real the only reason he he had to be there. Uh, Kayla seemed to be like. Re- Seem to be filling in for somebody this week, at least, because they even mm. mentioned that she's like usually on SmackDown. They said our SmackDown correspondent. I was like, okay, so why is she here? Charlie yeah, wasn't was there like, this week. It was because Charlie wasn't there this week. Charlie got first take duties, probably or something yep. along those lines. You know, so, so, um, Soldier Boy said something. And this was this was a tweet that he said days ago. So it was like something he said like on Sunday or something, and said rap game faker than the WWE. <laughs> So I'm which which every rapper has everyone used says that one way or another. <laughs> so the thing is with like here's here's how what I'm imagining at 3 a.m. for Randy. Randy's just been a hard day. I think probably he was at Raw. Bobby wins the title. They go out. They have a couple drinks. Everyone's having a great time. New champion on Monday Night Raw. Um, so he's driving home. Or maybe he's, you know, at a pit stop or maybe he's at home. He opens up Twitter and he sees and in case you missed it. Now, in case you missed it, that could span days. Like, oh, Twitter is flagrant with it in case you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> they they'll bring up old stuff. They're like, damn, who said that? JT said that. Wow. OK. Um <laughs> But I'm sure he saw it and he was like, hmm. Or rather, someone that he followed replied to it. And he saw it. Even though he doesn't follow Soldier Boy, he saw that anyway. Because Twitter flagrant for that too. They love people learning about stuff and, and conversations they shouldn't be Well, he said WWE, which probably picked up on his algorithm. And someone, I'm pretty sure someone snitch tagged him multiple times. Because that's what wrestling fans on the internet love to do. Mm-hmm. And he sees this. And he he pretty much goes the hell in on Soldier Boy. Uh, and they go back and forth <laughs> for quite some time here. I I don't have any they words. Had time. For it. Both of them yeah. had time. Oh, Soldier Boy for sure has time. He he is. <laughs> I mean, let's be clear. You know, we're not we're not gonna forget this, but like Soldier Boy has a case. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that we're not going to forget about sexual assault case. Let's just be clear that that's that's going. 
Randy Orton's on his way home. This is another opportunity and in another week where rappers and wrestlers converge. This is all going to come to a head in some way. It might not be Soldier Boy. I'm pretty sure it was definitely going Source to be Cardi awards, B. BT Hip Hop Awards. <laughs> this is going to lead to, this is all, that I'm pretty sure social, WWE social, like, keep going, keep going, keep going. Like, they want this attention because it sparks. I remember Stone Cold conversations. I remember The Undertaker. It sparks that. It keeps them in the lexicon of the conversation. That's why this works so much. And it it ends up looking better. Like, people keep, like, the one thing I I don't get is people keep trying to say, like, this is an L for Orton and all of them. They're getting too emotional. I'm like, the wrestlers are working. (laughs) The fans are not. Yeah, absolutely. It it looks like, first of all, that T-Bar responded to it first. Yeah, he did. T-Bar is just, if if anyone has time, it's T-Bar. Because he will respond to you. Just you don't even have to mention T Bar. He'll respond. He'll respond to me right now. I'm he's about to, to you. He, he's listening to this podcast. I'm sure he's like, "Yo, heard on the A show they talking spicy. Let me let me switch accounts from Dijakovic to T Bar real quick, and then and give him a piece of my mind." Um, I I think just in general, I just, I just tweeted I just tweeted T Bar, and I need everyone to retweet this when they see it. I said, "What's up, T Bar? Can you come on our podcast to talk Soldier Boy?" Let's see if he responds. <laughs> I'm going to retweet that legitimately right now. Um, but yeah, I mean this this Randy Orton Soldier Boy feud. It's just better than Bow Wow versus the World. I think. Yeah, way better, way better. There's, there's way more. Soldier Boy just has way more history. I think. You know what's weird? Every time around the year, around this time. <laughs> Soldier Boy does something. You Stupid. remember the Breakfast Club? Like it was was it last year or two years ago? Um, yeah, it was it was two years ago. Almost three. I think the I mean, I think that was the same year as the Soldier Boy, the Soldier console. Um year before that, he tried to fight Chris Brown in a boxing match in Dubai. Went to Compton uh, and uh went, went to, to Compton, Compton and, and said he was from there and then got into a fight in the shootout. Yeah, but it's always it's always the beginning of the year. He's got time after the holidays, and then I think maybe things pick up in the second half of the year. Maybe we forget about stuff. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, but both I I don't know both legends in their own right. Why you know? Well, one one thing that stuck out to me and why I put it on the docket was Randy Orton's his um admiration for Bad Bunny uh, was really oh, yeah surprising to see. And I, I'd be hard-pressed to think that he wasn't the only one that felt this way about Bunny being there. You you know what I think it is? And I think it's the same reason that we think it is? Yeah. His girl got to love Bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> has to love Bad Bunny. So he, Bad Bunny already has a cool factor that's just off the charts. And Randy Orton, he's seen him in week from week, and he like dabs him up. He's like, "Yo, my wife loves you, et cetera, et cetera." And they'll talk, they shoot the shit. Um, he's grown in admiration for Bad Bunny. Real, yeah, real ones do. By the way, just letting you know. I was gonna say, you know, but real ones do. We don't need Bad to go Bunny's back to good, our man. Days. You know, my my fiance, huge fan of Bad Bunny. She watches literally just his segments. You know what I mean? Like she's right. like, "Wake me up, tell me when he's on." Is he on Fridays too? Is he on Wednesdays too? I'm like, no, neither of those shows no. have, have, well, one of those shows have the star power. One of those shows doesn't 
deserve <laughs> the star power <laughs> of Bad Bunny. But you know, it, 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 I I liked him saying that he respects the business. He he's in there because from everything that I've heard, he's in there. All he's and he's been there for months training for what seems to be coming imminently in a month, <laughs> and that is mm. his first match. I'm ready for it. I'm ready if for he, it. If he busts a Hurricane Rana, he's one of the greatest artists of our lifetime. He, he just is. I mean, he's <laughs> he's greatest off the you know strength of like billions of streams, WrestleMania appearance, multi platinum album. WWE's pulled up. Do you see? Did you hear on Raw where Tom is like, yeah, the Grammys this Sunday. Uh, you know, Bad Bunny's nominated for two Grammys. I was like, since when they name all things <laughs> that have nothing when, to do with them? When when is this? <laughs> <laughs> when is when is this when they got they got skin in the game this is the closest yeah. they've been to like this is the closest they've been to the zeitgeist in music ever absolutely this would be you like know? if they got drake essentially i mean they've gotten like, arnold which is a, a huge look let's not you know sleep on that they've got um i mean they've gotten a lot of people on the show they've never been this close proximity to popular music ever no no. Like and, and and I'm not just talking like you know obviously Wale's been on the show obviously we've you've seen the Flow Riders and all this stuff like this is like pop music like Latin American worldwide music you know what I mean like this is the closest that they've One ever of the got biggest artists right now just period in any form any genre any music anything ever just big for no reason um, not for no reason because he's you know talented but like you know just huge yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you'll see Soldier Boy <laughs> on WWE television, but Randy Orton is like, "Yo, we got the hands." Um, well, I don't know if we'll see Soldier Boy in a lot of places if if this don't shake out for him <laughs> the right way. Let's, let's just be clear. But um, yeah, so shout out to to Bad Bunny once again, we we praise him every week, but it's it's because it's completely deserved. Uh, yeah, for that. absolutely. Next up, the Big E WWE Twenty Four Special. I have not got a chance to watch this yet. I am wow. What is wrong with you? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Is it good? What is wrong with you? Yes, I have. I watched it um, probably right after I recorded Lookout. Um, I watched it. It's it. To be honest with you, I think these WWE twenty four things have strayed away from the name. I mean, it's it's much longer than twenty four hours of his life that they're picking up, but it's gotten so much. I knew about Biggie. But I never really knew. I think that's because I've always felt like I would have the opportunity to meet and interview him in the future. Just because I see him and I see me. And I see something close to me. And I think there's a lot of people that we are also in close proximity to who talk very highly about Big E. Yeah. So I felt like I would always, even if I don't know him, I feel like I know him to an extent. But this one was very revealing about like a lot of stuff in his past and his insecurities and kind of overcoming that and what so much stuff has meant to him. I don't want to spoil it for you because you okay. haven't seen it because it's a delight. But they go through a lot of things. His first Intercontinental Championship reign, um, of course, the 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 beginning of New Day and what those brothers mean to him. And even the 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 protest last summer and what that meant to him and what he's doing now and stuff like that. So it's good. I mean, it's damn good. I would I would put it on right after this, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, uh, when I'm done with this show, 
I will watch it. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Big E. Let me just say, like, you know, a lot of things that we were saying months leading to his intercontinental run wasn't because we were trying to be obtuse and, and hateful, but it was because we needed moments like this. We needed shows like this to make us care about him. Like, we don't want to just, we don't want Big E to just get hot shot at a title win. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't been there as long as it's Kofi. You know what I mean? So, like, right. we need these pieces. We need these storylines that he's in on SmackDown to make sense. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm very happy that he's getting his flowers right now and on his rise and SmackDown. Um, I agree. Next up, a new report came out. WWE reportedly growing in popularity among 13 to 24 males on YouTube and Facebook. A new report from Tubular Labs. Uh, this is a huge like social media uh, analysis uh, uh, company. We use them at the, at where I work at as well on uh, some of their reports. Um, they note that WWE's popularity amongst males 13 to 24 has been steadily rising in recent months with the, rest, with the company gaining more unique viewers in the U.S. on Facebook and YouTube than the likes of SportsCenter, Lyrical Lemonade, ESPN, and Gameology. That is 8.3 million unique viewers per month between February and December 2020, ranking in number three in popularity behind only movie clips and World Star Hip Hop. World Star is still the juggernaut that it is. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I mean, fights, fights, and, uh, <laughs> and, and violence and murder. Um, you know what? Fair. Talk about it. I mean, it's it's great. I think this is kind of what WWE wanted. This is the the influx that we had about twenty years ago during the Attitude yeah. Era. I think it. I think the Attitude Era introduced WWE to some so much more of a wider audience, so much more of a younger audience, and I think a lot of the moves that they've done to build up for that moment. You look at 13, 24-year-olds, I mean, there's a bunch of cool people to look at. There's The Fiend, if you're interested in that, if you're like some little, you know, middle America white kid who's likes burning things. Um, there's Roman Reigns, if you're cool, you know. There's Cesaro, if you're like ironic and kind of like, oh my God, you know, he's just the greatest wrestler ever if you're that kind of fan. I mean, so even Legends. Things. Even Legends. Yeah. I mean, Rey Mysterio still looks cool. <clears throat> Rey Mysterio is uh, still cool. Keeps getting beat up by Otis, but he still looks cool. Um, but there's a lot. There, there is, there's definitely. I mean, and I'm not, you know, I'm not within that age range anymore. But there's still stuff to look at. Uh, it is one thing to note that you know WWE doesn't feature in the top ten list of females, uh, 13 to 24 and 25 to 44. But I think that's where you have moves like Bad Bunny, my fiance comparison. You know, like we we have they're getting there, and and I think that. We're looking at something very interesting that I think people aren't reading. They're they're not seeing the forest for the trees and what they're doing. And we've been we've been predicting this and saying, hey, like they're not doing all these moves for no reason, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that people should definitely see where they're positioning certain people at the top, who they're putting on their shows, where the what they're trying to do. Like you know that bachelor, that, that white woman from The Bachelor, uh, she was not there, you know, for no reason. That was a test of waters for some type of demo. <laughs> that they wanted to get. She's there for no reason for me because I, you know. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but, it, but you know, it falls within the the, the deeper conversation of, you know, wh- you know, when people talking about what is the demo and all this stuff. I'm like, they're not worried about that at all. They ha- they got their money from that, and they can't. Put, no, none of these companies can pull out the deal, you know. And as long as they keep cranking out content, they're going to keep getting money for this. And as long as they keep seeing numbers like this on social, they're going to keep changing their, uh, you know, changing their strategies for it. 
So, um, I mean, they have 74 million YouTube subscribers and 53 million followers on Facebook meals. That is huge. I don't even fucking use Facebook anymore. <laughs> so, exactly. And for, for and for people saying, you know, India doesn't matter. I, I saw Meltzer and Alvarez saying India doesn't matter. It's just like, well, well, damn. And a lot well, of ways, that's because that's of another way. reason. Yeah. Like that's, that's some, you know, for some people across the pond, that's the only way they can watch this stuff. You know, like that, that's, I just, I think that it's, it's crazy. The global reach and all we think about is, you know, well, that's not fair because AEW doesn't get Indian viewers. So it's oh, like, right. <laughs> they don't, they don't matter. And it's just like, are you, are you serious? Like the internet's for everybody. Everybody can access it. And, and, you know, I think it would be cool if WWE entered the sort of realm for female viewers. I think it's it's kind of a reach. I'm wondering, like, all right, so what's the celebrity version of Bad Bunny that would bring in more females besides Bad Bunny himself? Bad Bunny. There's a woman. If there was a woman that they could bring Cardi. in. Cardi. Cardi. There you go. There it is. There it is it's right why there. They want, it's why they want her. It's literally why they want her. Um, and I think they're going to get her, honestly. Mm. The bag talks is all I'll say. Um, I'm going to get serious for just a second. Going to be a really short one today, but, uh, do you mind? Yeah, go ahead, man. If I can be serious for a minute without being interrupted. Award season. We love it. We hate it. We cannot live without it. Meals, it is reward season, Grammys, Golden Globes, Oscars, Wrestling Observer Awards. <laughs> Just right in there. Just right with them. Last week, Dave Meltzer's ubiquitous Won Awards, that's W-O-N, came out to fanfare arguments, stupid arguments, and general division amongst the community as it always does more so this year because as we already know and could guess aw won all of the big awards that is feud of the year wrestler of the year promotion of the year booker of the year <laughs> word <laughs> the the the, uh, the only thing that didn't they did not run away with was female wrestler of the year and, and they couldn't honestly they couldn't no that would have the jig would have been it would have been way too high it would you know that's to say. That's to say. It's not high already. I think it's it's pretty much in the in the atmosphere <laughs> as we talk right now. However, uh, we we have people upset about these awards from people that were vote. It was voted on by people who read the Observer, who subscribe to the Observer, and subscribe to the narratives that are within the Observer. Mm-hmm. Much as people can argue about it, in the end. These awards might matter to some of the people in the locker rooms. They might matter to certain people, you know, who read these, these, you know, newsletters. But what does it matter to, I mean, do, do our year end awards matter to a lot of people? Do you think? Um, n- no, but honestly, I can't even remember what yeah, we wrote at the end of the year. They're, they're fun for <laughs> conversation, right? Like they're, they're fun yeah. for conversation. It's fun to engage with our listeners because, they are very invested in, in the things that we think, but a lot of the times they might disagree with us. You know what I mean? And, and that's completely fine. We give them, a, you know, even with our hot take segment, we give them a chance to, you know, open up their opinions. We open the lines and we let them be heard with this. This is very much one type of community's voice 
and that is all you're going to get. So even if you're a fan, and I know a lot of people listen to this, they're strictly fans. And I, that's why yeah. I love the podcast, because we are just fans of this shit. You know what I mean? And we call out the good and the bad. These are people that are like, you know, super tapped in. They want their wrestling to be a certain way. And they're not always going to tell what we think is the truth. And that's okay. I think ultimately at the end, when you're looking at these one awards and you look at John Moxley wrestler of the year and you think I can't even, I didn't even see three matches of his last year for, for this to even be true. You got to remember that part about it that, you know, this is completely one community's opinion of this. Like the feud of the year. What, what do you think their feud of the year was meals? Some on AEW gotta be, um, probably they probably chose some bullshit like Kenny versus the other guy. no, Kenny versus the other guy. That would be hilarious. No, it was it was Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. Huh? All right. <laughs> I mean, huh? Nah, I can't even. I was going to like, you know what? You can have it. But then I'm like, huh? nah, that's still kind of like egregious. Like Kenny versus, you know, no offense to Eddie Kingston. No, no offense to John Moxley. All offense to, to both of them. The match no, was that- it was a two pack of ass. No, the match was ass, but I, you know, I'm I'm talking to them as people. Um, okay. You know, no offense to you guys, but how? I don't know. Maybe the pandemic is just. <laughs> well, well, that's my other argument. Like, what what did we have? I mean, me and you even found it hard to do year in last year because it was just such a weird year. I almost yeah. question like, should we be doing it because? There just wasn't, you know, there, there wasn't a lot. There was a bunch of things that were thrown together, changed, you know, redone, you know, stuff like that. I mean, we had Raw Underground last year. You think anyone's going to remember that other than like on WrestleCrap and, and fucking, you know, compilation videos? Like no one's going to remember that. But, it, I, but I feel like they sh- it makes it look even worse when you're getting the Consolation Prize Awards because everything else was so shit last year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's weird. But you know what? I'm not surprised. I'm just not. What, I wish one, I could... more, one more, one more, one more. What do okay. you think their, their their match of the year was? Gosh, I'm really going in my AEW Rolodex because I'm sure it's one of those. Uh, Cody versus shit. I don't know. <laughs> You're way, off. You're way off. It's um. It is uh. It was it was the Kenny and, and Page versus the Bucks. Did you even remember that happened? Did you remember remember that match happened? Didn't that happen? No, I was going to say, didn't that happen inauguration night? No, that didn't happen that no. night. That happened no, like happened earlier in the summer. year. Happened in the summertime. But you know what was, was on? There? You know what was on there? Edge and Randy what? Orton. Edge and Randy Orton. Where was Edge and Randy Orton? Like nine, I think. Oh, the one no, the one from Mania, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh my God! I'm thinking of greatest match ever. <laughs> Ew. Okay. All right. We can we can end this segment. Okay. Well, th- just just remember, this guys. Is disturbing. This is disturbing. Let's get to champions and shit. All right. Well, we'll be back on the A Show uh, with uh, <laughs> a segment that Meals does not want to do. See you in a second. I can do. What did you eat today? Miz, yes. you better have a damn good explanation for why you're not in that ring right now. He's sick, clearly. Maybe he's sick. I can't do it. 
and can't make it. What are you talking about? I'm cramping up. My stomach's in knots. I'm puking all day. It's coming up on both ends. Look, I can't. Oh. All right, cut this shit off. <laughs> cut it off. Cut it off. You. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I I I could have lived with the clip, but <laughs> the musical choice. Obviously, the Miz was going through some sort of pain that what? can only be brought up by anxiety. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh man, we are <laughs> we are back on the edge. You know what's so funny? You know what? Let, we can talk about it when we hit the raw. I was, I'm going to tell you why that that entire thing was so funny to me. But go ahead. Um, do you want to handle raw and me SmackDown, or do you? No, let's do SmackDown. We got we got stuff to talk about on SmackDown. Yeah, um, some things happened on SmackDown. It was more of a it was more of a storyline show, I'd say, especially with the, how the damn show ended. But um, uh, Edge, Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns seem to be on a collision course with all three. I remember a couple of weeks ago we said, "How the hell is Daniel Bryan going to even be in contention for this title because he loses so much?" And it turns out all he needed to do was win the Elimination Chamber. So that's how he oh, didn't. Yeah. First of all, he he won that. Let me let me tell you something about this whole Daniel Bryan thing. He on Talking Smack a number of weeks ago was like, "Oh, you know we're from the Indies, Cesaro and I, so we're used to these sixty minute matches and stuff like that. So going through an elimination chamber and then facing Roman Reigns, that's nothing." And then of course he loses in like no time flat, <laughs> immediately after elimination chamber. And then he comes in on SmackDown, and this is no offense to Daniel Bryan because I love Daniel Bryan, but he literally says, like, are you satisfied with only beating me in five minutes? If I were Roman Reigns, I'd be like, yes, motherfucker, I am. <laughs> because <laughs> I beat your ass quicker than I've ever done before, and I think that quicker than anyone has done before. First of all, I made you pass out, submission machine guy, um, if you if you love that so much. Didn't he say and it was now, like a fantastic defense? Didn't he say it was like a legendary defense or something like that on SmackDown? He was going off. To. Had to, had to. And then and then this is what they do. SmackDown, very few qualms for me. But one of the worst tropes they have is the versus Jey Uso main event. Yeah, it's, it's one of the it's one of the most overdone things that they Jey do. Jey Uso is the you go one on one with the Undertaker, except it's Absolutely. Jey <laughs> It's Jey Uso. Get a get a few super kicks to your cranium right there. Um I was, I was, you know, I think the fact, obviously they want to do like another thing before the show. And I think they want to hype up this Peacock show. They could have easily not done a title defense. I would have been fine with that. Mm-hmm. I would have just been like, whatever. Um, but obviously they want to continue to build Roman Reigns. They want to continue to prolong this Edge thing. Um, the fact that I think Edge is acknowledging Daniel Bryan in this storyline, I think is a great idea. It continues to lend to the fact that maybe Daniel Bryan will win, even though I'm pretty sure he won't. But I like I, it. I don't, I don't I, see the juice or get why. Here's my thing. I don't okay. think Edge needs the title. I don't think Edge? Yeah, I don't think he needs the title. No, he doesn't need the title, but 
I think the idea is, and and I get why Edge was so mad, which is why I, I kind of like relate to this program. I chose Roman Reigns. You feel me? Yeah. Like I came out after Elimination Chamber and speared Roman Reigns and pointed to that sign, and I was led to believe that if Roman Reigns wins this match, I'm facing him at WrestleMania. But now you're putting him against Daniel Bryan, and that's not the main event that I wanted. That's not even what I chose. I didn't choose the championship. At the end of the day, Edge chose Roman Reigns. He didn't really choose the WWE championship. Um, so the fact that this is going on, I can see why he's peeved. And then, then it leads to the end of SmackDown where another major trope that they do. Yeah, a count out finish, bullshit finish at the end. Where with, Daniel- the, with the standard Jey Uso beatdown. Yeah. <laughs> Jey Uso and Roman Reigns beatdown. I love Jey Uso in the beginning when he threw uh, Daniel over the uh, into the quote unquote crowd. And he said he was just like, uh, what do you say? Poof or something. Like that. He was like, ta-da. <laughs> ta-da. And I was like, why does he say that? Then he goes and he was like, that was magic, Paul. Ta-da. And I was just like, oh, okay. I get Poof. it. Like, no, he, no, he didn't say ta-da. He didn't say ta-da, ta-da or something like that. He said it wrong. And I, that's, I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> Something, some very uh, UPN, you know, very, very to the urban audiences. It was, um, it was, it was hilarious. But uh, next week we have uh, Jey Uso and Daniel Bryan in the SmackDown Classic Steel Cage match. This is the second Steel Cage match this year. Another one featuring an Uso or a Roman or something along those lines. Like, yeah. I, I don't like the versus the Jey Uso thing. I think we can do something better, or you can bring Jimmy back. Hopefully, he's ready soon because. I'm kind of I'm over the versus Jay Uso main events. I just really am. They're not they're not as fun anymore. It was cute in the beginning. It's just not as fun anymore. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying this for for months. Huh. Let's talk I, about um. Let's talk about Bianca uh, Belair, man. Let's do, let's do that. I, that's what I really wanted to talk about, Bianca Belair. We didn't I'm talk worried. much last week. I'm worried. Why are you worried? Wait a minute. I'm worried. I'm I'm not liking the Sasha part of the program. It's like very like rushed. To, it feels like to me. Well, they have they have six more weeks. She, she's turned out of nowhere. <laughs> Can we talk about that? Has she? I think she, Sasha Banks. I don't think she's turned. I just think she's kind of very full of herself at all times, like all times. It's, it's very much so extra. I think Bianca Belair, when you look in comparison to Sasha Banks, they're similar in sort of like very certain streaks. Um, but ultimately, they're different. And I think that difference be, um, is a little bit... And you're able to kind of tell the story. Sasha Banks is the boss. She kind of like, her, through her blood, she runs with the, I'm Snoop Dogg's cousin. He's a boss. I'm a boss. I only know how to do what bosses do. Whereas Bianca Belair has a certain amount of humbleness about her, but also she also knows she's the shit, but not because she's um, proclaimed that she is. It's because she's earned it in every sort of fashion there. She's earned being the number one athlete. She has earned being one of the top prospects in NXT. She has earned her way to a women's championship match by winning the Royal Rumble. So it's kind of like, I don't want to piss off Sasha fans too much. It's kind of like the real, I'm not going to say, it's like authentic, you know, versus maybe something that may not be as authentic. And I think that's where you kind of go with the story, at least from Bianca's end. But I don't think Bianca's going to 
go for the jugular that quick because I think she generally does have a loads of respect for Sasha Banks and what Sasha Banks has done. Also, I think Sasha Banks would ultimately be like, ha, 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 or like, ha, 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 is what she does. Um, <laughs> and uh, and she will uh, she'll pretty much say like, yeah, but I'm the boss and I have money and I'm on the Mandalorian and I'm do all this other stuff like well, that. Well, I, I thought I thought Bianca was really good. I, I thought that she kind she comes off as authentic to me. I don't think she Sasha does. comes off as I don't think she comes off as authentic. I feel like Bianca actually talks like that when she goes outside. But I think the and and that's a I agree with you there. But I also think it's because Sasha Banks's entire her gimmick has not really, and I don't want to turn this into a flame Sasha Banks thing. But I think her gimmick hasn't evolved. And you would it's kind of crazy to think kind of like the experiences that she's been through with trusting people and all these other stuff in the Bailey thing. And the fact that the character would not have made a granular shift somewhere in one direction. I think Bailey has. I think Becky Lynch certainly has. Charlotte has taken things to a new level where she just kind of assumes the role that she's at now. But Sasha Banks, boss, no matter what the cost. You know what I'm saying? And... I think it's time for her to take things creatively to a new level as well, is what I'll say about Sasha Banks. Um, yeah, creative is part of it. I absolutely agree. I do feel like her promo was, def- was definitely, she read the first thing they gave them and didn't change anything up. <laughs> like, mm. I feel like she didn't add anything to whatever they gave her. Um, don't know why Reginald's still here. Yeah, I, I'm still, I was going to ask that. I, I have why no, is he there? No clue. It, it's very, it's very much you know they got six weeks what do you think the fast lane match is going to be they one of the two of them have to be um they have to be in it somehow right i think the fast lane match would be honestly they should make um they should make sasha defender title uh but i think this the fast lane match will be Gosh, I don't know. They haven't really established any other contenders. Even Carmella's like notably taking the backseat. Like, even Reginald gets more TV time than Carmella these weeks. It might be a, a, a mix between Reginald versus Bianca or something. You know? Oh boy, just do Reginald. Just 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 do Bianca versus Reginald and Carmella, and have her squash him in like two minutes, and then just be be done with it, please. Yeah, it's time yeah. to start. Bianca look like the physical. Uh, the she like she's overmatched physically. Like, I think that's the match, right? Like Sasha is not as strong, or or well, you know, as as uh as Bianca, but she's craftier. That's the story to me. I think they're still playing very coy with one another, and it's time to turn it up a little bit. And I think you turn it up. Someone's gonna hit someone with a boot and not mean it. You know what I'm saying? Like similar to what they did with Asuka. Poor Asuka, by the way. Oh my oh, god. We're gonna get to that because I think Raw's women division is fucked. <laughs> right now. Poor Asuka. Um, but I think it's something like miscommunication leads to like what bitch? What you said about my mama? Something along those lines. And and Bianca versus Sasha, while I'm super excited it's going to happen, and I think it's going to be a great match, um, the build to it, I think they need to creatively, the 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 effort that they put in to these other programs, they need to make sure to put it into this one because this is the main event. Yeah. Um, 
I I got nothing else to add to that. I I I completely agree. It needs to fill main event. People keep saying um they need to finish the show, they need to close the show. Right now, think, it's not I don't think like two that. nights of WrestleMania will feature both SmackDown matches closing a show. Absolutely not. I think I definitely think Drew and uh well I'm gonna say it now, I think Drew and Bobby is gonna probably be like night two. Because that's just a a match mm-hmm. and then Roman and whoever mm-hmm. Edge will be the night one. Yeah, that's just that's that just makes the most sense. Those are and and honestly, those are hotter programs. Uh well, one of them is hotter right now, but I, I can definitely see the other one being being there too. Uh we want to talk about Otis turning heel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll say this. I'll say this. I think his end ring has gotten way better. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Since since he turned, I'm 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 serious. I, I think that you know what one thing that I I always laughed at about Otis is that he would be gassed like two minutes into the match. Now it makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Like for like the the way that the matches are laid out, and he's working with a guy that can can kind of craft matches for him in uh, Chad Gable to make him seem more imposing. It's time to have Otis actually be an imposing threat, and I think that I think a lot of people like I, him I, more I still don't buy is. him. Um, it, whether it's heel or face, I still don't buy him as a an, a a dominating competitor. I think just because he looks stupid, to me, um, he's yeah, never not. So that's why he'll never like not be anything <laughs> that I can. He he just looks stupid. I think the image is a part of it, and he can change it up all he wants, and he can stop rubbing his stomach and doing dances and all this other shit like that. I think he looks like a goof. Um, Maybe that's something he can't help, but hey, I don't know what to say. I'm not a. I'm still not a fan of Otis. He can squash Rey Mysterio all he wants, but yeah, I just I, I don't see it for. I don't. Something is going to have to change me for me to see like ah, uh, that's the Otis moment. Something, but it's not now. I'll tell you that. Uh, one more thing on SmackDown. Cesaro Cesaro came out like a 1993 action movie hero <laughs> with no shirt on and some jeans. Lorenzo Lamas, uh, renegade type shit. Like, I, he looked insane. Um, do we get this match at, at Mania or do they, are they going to fast track lane. it for Fast Lane? I, I think. Fast right? Lane. Okay. Gotta do Fast Lane. Um, so if they do that, um, oh my god! Because the thing is, the Biggie thing is so intriguing because there's so many people I would Apollo, love to see him face. After this, Cesaro you gotta, being you gotta incorporate Apollo into this. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it, I, I, I think Cesaro and Seth is gonna be a banger. I mean, it's never not been. But um, I'm really into it. I'm into the. Order. I would if I'm, they're I'm, really like interested in making Cesaro a star, which it seems like they are because they're giving him prime moments on television. They have to take the time and invest it. And this can't just be a one-off match and then something happens. Like, they have to take the time. If, if they really want this to be a star, not only does this happen at Fastlane, but it also happens at WrestleMania. And if you want Cesaro to become somebody mm-hmm. because you believe in him and you want him to believe in himself more, I think you give him the opportunities to improve his confidence, not only on the mic against someone like Seth Rollins, who it's so easy to talk against because Seth Rollins is such a wacko. Um it's it's very easy to just be like, <laughs> and you're insane, and here's why I'm going to kick your ass. Um, I think you give him the time. I think this goes for Fastlane. I would love to see it at Fastlane, and then hopefully some sort of iteration of it for WrestleMania. 
Now, Apollo Crews, we have been waiting for over half a decade, damn near, for this guy to show us this. What do you think it was? And what do you think was the pieces that 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 helped this happen? A lot of things fell into place. And what, and I think the theme for this week on WWE programming is that mm. everybody gets a turn. And we've always said this, everybody gets a damn turn to do what they want to do. I would say that this was probably supposed to happen on Raw. But I think that, you know, a lot of things have been, he's always kind of been snake bit in that they've always kind of seen something in him, but they, it just hasn't really panned out. I think having such a, a dry roster on SmackDown, having not that many heels that they could use because everyone's pretty much injured or something like that has been has also been something. Because I, I mean, honestly, <clears throat> and I, and this isn't to take away from him. Do you, I feel like Baron Corbin's about to turn face. <laughs> he got nothing to do. He ain't do nothing but eating steaks and rolling out of rings and shit. He might as well. Um, Mad weird to, to see him like him and Sammy seems to be a definitely a direction yeah. like an odd couple like team. Not That's to definitely happen, something but, can happen. Hey, you got to get everybody on TV, baby. But um, I think with with Apollo, it's like you know what? How about we take that? I I love them. Uh, whoever made that decision for saying, you know what? Let's just not make this a heel turn. Let's turn it up to ten and have him be completely Prince of Zamunda, evil, <clears throat> you know prince type character and i I love it so here's for apollo cruz i think this was a long time in the making because like you said they've always seen things you even look back to the first episode of smackdown during the brand split there was a battle royal for a chance i think at the wwe championship or what some championship that apollo cruz wins he wins this thing it's like one of the first early 2016 episodes of smackdown and from there on you've kind of always known okay he has the talent but they'll always kind of led you to believe that kind of something is missing. And for a long time, something was, but I think they would try to so disingenuously kind of push him to the stars. And I think that's what the U S title reign kind of was as it was a moment where they're like, man, this guy's good in the ring. We should push him. And then they push him. And then they're like, let's put on Bobby. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they put him against, you know, Andrade. They haven't beat Andrade a few times, but it seemed like such a disingenuous, disingenuous push at the time because there is no sort of character development. It was just this guy that wrestles great. And he moves to SmackDown and they built this very good program of kind of like how. Dude, it's just competition and competition. It grows and the seeds of it grow a lot more into just kind of like just overall anger and frustration at your place. That's been happening for a number of years. And then you see the segment with Roman Reigns and stuff and Paul Heyman and stuff who have invigorated a sense of confidence in him and possibly to embrace what makes him the strongest part. And that's what you kind of see today where he's like the African prince, the African, you know, uh, he's from family from Nigeria, um, they came from kings and queens and, and you know he's embracing that entirely and i think that's such an amazing thing i think it was supposed to happen a long time ago as well but it's, but it's needed, needed now, now. it's Some, needed everything now, happens for a for reason e. and it's 100 needed now and i think apollo cruz thus far in the presentation and the build of this because it just wasn't a 
um, something where vignettes started showing up and we're just supposed to believe that Apollo Crews is the sky now. It's all been built up for a number of weeks for this moment. And I think it's been amazing. Yep. Let's go all over right. to Raw. Where? <laughs> all right. Well, there, uh... Can we serve him to the maybe start from the top and then go down to where we where are we going with this? How are we starting with this? You start with Miz. The top is Miz. The top is Miz because this this is how Raw is going to mm. trickle down into Mania. I still don't see the road, and I think that's the issue. And and let's be clear, this isn't this isn't going to be a Miz slander segment, even though like you know we're going to talk well, about you. how he was booked thank on you. Monday, but you know we're. Gonna, we got to start. We got to start off with, and, and a lot of people are like, you got to kill Mill. You got to kill Mill on this. I'm like, I'm not going to kill Mill. Like, we 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 knew this was going to happen. It was it was going to be last week or this week. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not mad at all. To be honest, because we wow. saw this happening. Let's be and, and be clear. They had to. There was a lot of factors that went into this, and of course, we're talking mm-hmm. about Bobby winning the WWE title. But let's get a lot of the stuff out the way here. I've seen a lot of, seen a lot of like. I told you so's and stuff like that. You ain't no <laughs> shit because none of us knew shit. None of us knew shit because at the end of the day, Bobby was facing, he was not facing Brock Lesnar level talents. He had already faced Drew. There was nothing that was like explicitly telling us that he was going to win this title six months down the line and he was still squashing folks. Right. To now. It just wasn't, you know what a lot, you know what things happened? Keith Lee got injured. You know what else happened? Brock probably said no. You know what else happened? The Sheamus thing probably wasn't popping off the way they wanted it to. A lot of things trickled down for this moment to happen to where they had to say, we have, and, and also the biggest thing was they had the, they, they had the briefcase hanging over their heads and they had no way to, to consolidate and end the storyline. Can we be honest here? I mean, there was no way to end the storyline. We argued about it, but what do you do with, with the money in the bank? And we argued about it for much less weeks, months. Especially after the first cash in, it's like, but you have this money in the bank. Where do you go? Do you hold it off until after WrestleMania? Do you make this WrestleMania moment and then immediately retcon it? How do you handle this money in the bank thing? And they chose to handle Elimination Chamber. They chose to incorporate Bobby Lashley into this program. I think they left Drew off of Raw last week for a particular reason. And I think we see the reason why. So the main focus can be on this moment right here. Um, Because when you have too much... And, Go ahead. And, and and I'm fine with it from from that end, but it's it's amazing to see just how handcuffed Raw is that they had to come to this decision. Especially they inherited the the briefcase, and my thing is that creative or whoever writing the show should not have inherited the Miz and everything that came with that if they didn't have well, an actual you, way to. It, end it this. started with them inheriting Otis and had no plan for Otis because you're not having Otis be any credible champion. You don't ruin the credibility of a champion by him fucking falling to Otis. So they put it on Miz because Miz is the only one to make it work. As as much as people are like, oh, my God, yeah, yeah." Miz made this moment because he spent three hours making the WWE championship. You know, I'm about to go into the Miz thing. He spent three hours making the WWE championship, or at least two weeks, rather, a focal point of the show, something that you were worried about, something that you were like, okay, What's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? People were like, Bobby might win tonight, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Miz retains because he's just a Miz. And you had that sense of doubt in your brain. 
it's with something with the mm-hmm. the championships that haven't happened for a long time because they really love these very long reigns which fair i think for someone like drew mcintyre it works out very well because you established him as a credible champion and not a paper champion at all um for roman reigns he's where he's supposed to be and he's where he's supposed to be for years but you know they kept pulling the title out from under him for various reasons or various things happened but now he's kind of where he's at as well i think the 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 build up to this moment right here, a lot of different, like you said, a lot of different things happen that kind of like shifted how. And and none of them was, he yeah. was always supposed to be booked to win it because that's, if that was the case, yeah. AJ should have won it in TLC. Cause he was, it's just, that's just not how this thing was working. I understand how they had to get here, but you also have to say, and this is the biggest issue with the main event scene and, and, and on Raw there isn't a big match. There's no big match. You know how I said earlier, you know, I could see Drew and then I said, you know what? Maybe not Drew. I don't see the raw match in main eventing either show. I would see the Firefly thing main eventing over a Drew McIntyre match. Right. Or a Bobby Lashley match. I'm just going to be honest. Because there, there is not enough time for this program to be hot enough in the way that an Edge program is going to be on SmackDown or even a Bianca Belair or Sasha Banks one or even a Bad Bunny and Miz one, which is what I think is going to happen. Like, Miz getting that match, that is the match <laughs> for Raw. You know what I mean? Like, And that is going to be Damian Priest and, and, and the Miz and Morrison in that position, not Drew or Bobby. I'm I'm just right. being honest. No, you're... This is the... This is capital T transition, capital, you know, capital E emergency. And I don't know, really, no one really knows what to say, but let's just get all the notions out the way that this was supposed to be how it happened. Because if it was supposed to be how it happened, Bobby should have beat Drew back in June or July whenever they had that match or even earlier than that. Or they could have did, like I said, they could have did the the Bobby match in January at at Rumble and then done Goldberg next month. They had no clue. They had no clue. Right. <laughs> they didn't have a it's match. It's not like even Bobby had a great showing in the Rumble or anything. He was in Final Four. Well, Riddle outlasted him. Remember, I, I even made a point. Like, Riddle outlasted it's him. so much things. And it's not that we're trying to shit on this Bobby Lashley moment, but it's just for to be so disingenuous, like, yes, this was everything that was supposed to happen. No, it wasn't. But at the end of the day, I'm glad that it happened. <laughs> Because to be honest with you, I think Bobby Lashley should have won the WWE title ten years ago <laughs> during his during his first run. Yeah, because I think he was. Go ahead. He was the first. Yeah, he was the first Roman. He was the first was, Roman. Where they gave him the ECW title, called him up, and then, then got Kofi. Vince. He's in programs at Cena. He's in programs with a lot of people. It didn't pop off all the way. I think a large part because end up just frustration along the way which led to his eventual, him, you know, requesting a release. But he was someone who was supposed to win it 10 years ago. And I'm very happy for him now because you never, in in this business, I think, sometimes you don't get it when you think you're supposed to get it. But I think if you're good enough, you get it eventually. That's what, that's my thought with Cesaro as well. Um, But... Mm-hmm. I think just the way that they did business and stuff like that, I think they made Bobby look dominant. I think they make the Miz. The Miz kind of went out with like flame, like I was, I guess, flaming. I don't know what is it like. 
he went out kind of in a way where it's just like, okay, let's, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I think he went out really, really well. Went out very hot as a champion, if I would say so myself. Yes, I'll be at the this? running. But that was part of the, uh, that was part of the whole no, deal. That, that, I, I think he was the most ineffectual WWE champion of all time. This was a transitional was. reign. But, he had <laughs> one defense. Um, lost in four minutes. And well, I think all we're going to talk about. Wait, you're you're you're, a mytho, you're you're mythologizing and romanticizing not, what happened on Monday. Okay, yes, he is a shit. He, but he did not, he did no, not go not out like hot. Go out hot. But I'm saying <laughs> what it's like the moment that it kind of created. There was this moment for the entire Monday night of Raw where the WWE Championship was the through line for the show, and he would try to, you know, get his way out of it until eventually it was cornered, and he made the moment where it's like okay. Here's the moment to buck up or shut up, and he couldn't deliver, obviously. But it made Bobby look so much dominant as a, as a champion because he was like he could never beat him. He could never Miss could never have beaten Bobby at any point. But it built up to that moment where the Miz was cornered, and Bobby was had you know just did what Bobby did. And I'll be honest, I was looking at the clock. I was like, "Yo, it's ten fifty-seven. This guy better spear him or throw him on and something." Um, and he did. I think. Maybe if not the Miz went out hot, I think the WWE Championship in that moment was very, very hot. Just because it, the entire night surrounded around the WWE Championship was something that I don't think that we've seen in a very, very long time. Since the yeah, 90s, yeah. when they say, keep yeah. watching. Nine I promise, I'm just going to 10 o'clock. <laughs> you're, you're facing them at 10. I didn't like the whole mentioning because you know what? It doesn't age well. When you put it on the network, it's not going to matter what the fuck is 9 o'clock and what's 10 o'clock for me. Yeah, they got to hit certain time cues, and that's probably not going to always be correct, especially if a yeah. commercial goes over it, then you're all fucked. But um, I think, was this a stealth baby turn? Or was it a, was it more like tweener? No, Bobby's still a heel. Bobby. I think Bobby's like, still the heel in the situation. Because they, and they had to do what they did with Miz so that Bobby could get some level of sympathy from people just being annoyed that he was running. Yeah. I understand that. Um, So looking ahead, there is only one road. If Keith Lee, I mean Keith Lee, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he is. No way. No I, hope he's, I okay. hope he's okay. That's a big thing. Yeah, I, I hope he's fine. But um, you know, there's only one road for Bobby, and that is Drew McIntyre, who had a fantastic, in my opinion, match with Sheamus at the top of the show, which seemingly ended that feud. So <laughs> it weird, looks to right? be over. Like. But we know why we know why it's over because like I think it was supposed, like the 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 injury room the injury room, I think I really do think Keith was supposed to be factored into something more than what we saw and I think the injury might have threw wrenches on it because remember there aren't many people at, at the top of that card um she, I do think the Sheamus thing was coming I I think it probably would have been the fast lane match and had they not you know popped the 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 briefcase that early but like. You know, can I, for what it's worth, they I did get to have a match. Can I, it's not the same. Can, can I exercise some meals booking real quick? Yeah, because, this? yeah, I mean, I don't think the Miz had to retain last night. He could have still lost it, but you can schedule a rematch at Peacock Presents Fast Lane. Um, but they don't do I that. Mean, no you more. can schedule one, like, fucking, what Bobby got like two rematches in the same fucking night, <laughs> like, it didn't even matter. Fucking Adam Pierce is a goof. Um, 
he got rematches. rematches. He lost a match and he got another one. (laughs) He did. I mean, he He won the match match and then he got a rematch. Sorry. Because Adam Pierce is a goof. And also Shane McMahon is as well, which we'll talk about later. Um, No, you you essentially do that. You have The Miz. You have The Miz and you have Bobby Lashley once again. You're like, listen, The Miz wants another opportunity. We're going to give it to him because we gave you so many fucking opportunities. And you do it at Peacock Presents Fastlane. And you can still have another match where Bobby wins. But you also make Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre, who both have been fighting for this WWE Championship, a number one contender match. Both of them for the last couple of months have been fighting for the WWE Championship. Both of them have etched their claim. Sheamus is like, I want the WWE Championship. Um, Drew McIntyre, I want to reclaim the WWE Championship. That's been the basis of their feud, and the fact that it ended with no championship in sight is so wild to me. So you have the number one contender match at Fastlane, yeah, but- and you have Drew win there. I think it's just, sometimes you gotta, like, it, yeah, things change, but you don't have to, like, start fucking shit up because everything... <laughs> Like, because one thing goes to, you know, just goes to shit. But now I'm leaning towards, now I'm leaning towards them just giving Drew the yeah. damn match. Just give him the match because, because that's what everyone thinks is going to happen I, anyway. I'm not buying, I'm not buying Drew having another damn match to get into the match anymore because I, this guy doesn't lose, you know, often. So like here, here's the thing. Let's just put him in the mat. Like let, let's be clear. Like it, the match is Drew and Bobby. Is that the right decision? Yeah, because they want Drew, and I've always maintained this. They want Drew to win that damn title in front of people. By hell or high water, he's he, going to win he that won title. The in front title of people, last year, and they're going to do it that training way. facility. <laughs> he even mentioned it on Monday. He said, "I won." You this could drop the belt <laughs> and hear the entire belt drop right in front of him. <laughs> He heard every bump. <laughs> and this is before they, it's, it's before they mastered yeah. the sound stuff. I, th- I think so as well. So we'll see. We'll see. We should speed through the rest of Raw. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, we, we should get through Raw. Uh, Riddle Ali. People were really upset, even though they don't like him, that uh, Riddle lost a match to distraction. This seems to be the well, he almost decision. almost died in that match, They by the seem way. to be going away from your <laughs> Yeah, he did. But they, they seem to be going away from your meals booking. And I, I wanted to get your thoughts this on doesn't that. Make it sense doesn't, this doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, this doesn't, as, as someone who books the shows with so much more intent and things like that, I get that you're producing a three-hour TV show and sometimes you just got to put people in places and there's not enough people. Actually, there is enough people in places. They just don't want to put them there. Um, ring, ring, ricochet. Um or you do AJ, to be honest with you. Have Riddle beat AJ. Come on, if you're doing this Riddle thing, have him beat AJ. But probably AJ would probably beat Riddle in, in that instance. Yeah, I'm. if I see AJ pop up in any vicinity to that belt, my stomach will <laughs> start like, hurting. I got cramps. Like, oh, I got cramps. Um, nah, <laughs> Ali winning, I guess... It's a good like establishment for a contender thing, but the fact that they just they dropped that storyline the week before Elimination Chamber makes no fucking sense to me at this point. Because the New Day beat him like three times in a row. He like like no, Xavier, Xavier beat lost every to, single like, member. Members, I think. Then he beat them, and the only yeah. person he had left was Reckoning. He a freak for that. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was calling out Reckoning. I was like, man, these these guys are losing. Like again. Ali's in a, a tremendous talent. 
does deserve to be, you know, I thought he should have won the Intercontinental title a long time ago on SmackDown. But um, I'm not mad at it. I'm just like, sort of like, that's that's not really what I wanted to see. You could have had, you know, you could have had, uh, you could have had him face, you know, Riddle face anyone. But that this is a workhorse title. I think they're going to have fantastic matches coming out of this. I, I think if anything, Riddle's going to try and win his way back into some people's hearts yeah. by just having real I, good matches. I think this is just for <laughs> Fastlane. To me, this was just like, we need matches for Fastlane. So let's uh let's put Ali in this position. He deserves it. He's been working hard. Let's put him in this position. I don't get why you have to completely nix that Kofi program, but this is what I think is happening. Um. So, Charlotte, Oscar. <laughs> it was revealed on the show, Oscar, and we had we had seen. I mean, we knew. Well, here's my thing. I think there's going to be a twist thrown into this, mm-hmm. and this is what I want to talk about this week. Oscar clearly oh, yeah. is getting veneers because Shane kicked him was wrong. Um, Dio, do you last... think they put like a CGI tooth that pops out, or do you think that was a real tooth? That was okay, a CGI, right. that was a CGI tooth. I was like, yo, that's teeth aren't that big. <laughs> teeth are exactly teeth are so teeth are so. That I wouldn't small be able to see it in plain view if would, a tooth. That teeth look like you know. Look at your iPhone and look. Your that teeth look like one of the, yeah. the square like the app <laughs> flew out. The icon flew out of her mouth. So it took Cesaro. I want to say about six weeks to come back. I he remember when he, when he when he he like nah, he was in braces. Head. I hope they don't get my girl I, Oscar braces. Oh my god, that man was in braces for years. Well, that well when you. Depending on if she got her teeth back or if she's gonna just go ahead but and Miz, get Miz also knocked years. out. A, I don't know if he knocked, she, but she definitely broke a tooth. I'm not. Yeah, well, I guess he probably, he probably got it back. I think Brian punched one out or something like that. I think he probably got. Yeah. They it put was the AJ, tooth back in. and I think he knocked out probably. his or chipped his tooth or something, and then they put it in like the next day, and he was back. But but I mean, Oscar, her all, all her, her front, front teeth. Were gone. I think so. I think that's what yeah, I heard. That's crazy. You know what's so crazy? You know what's even crazy after the fact? She got her teeth kicked the fuck out of her face. And the finish, the finish also had to include her getting hit in the fucking face. <laughs> and she probably told Naya, hit me no, hard as you can. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just her how much face. of a truth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I mean, she's a trooper. You know what I mean? She's she's fantastic, but I don't see her coming back for fastlane. Nah, I just nah. don't see her healing that quick. It's from from a, a oral surgery. It's just not going to happen. We should let Charlotte out to face Shanna Baszler, uh, and also claim that she wanted a match with Oscar. This to me is where you have Rhea Ripley come in, have that number one contender match at fastlane for Oscar, and have Rhea Ripley win that match. I mean, you might as well. I mean, there ain't shit going on unless you wanna. You're not putting Shayna in this position. There is nothing. Exactly, there is nothing, and no one else. <laughs> Do this the right way. Have Rhea win. Have her face Oscar at WrestleMania. It's a fresh matchup. We've never seen it before. Oscar can can take her loss at Mania. It doesn't have to be to Charlotte. It could be to somebody completely new. But she's got to face two two <laughs> top women. I don't know why Charlotte it would happen, is, bro. It, it makes literally made her claim. Why? Charlotte was like, we were friends, we were tag team partners, and I said, you know what? I was chilling on the belt for a bit. But actually, like, 
then we lost the belt. <laughs> nah, never mind. <laughs> and then she was like, nah, never mind. I kind of want the belt back. Like it feels weird without it. <laughs> I've been I've been without a belt for two weeks arguing with old people. And it kind of feels weird. She's like, I sent my dad home. I think I'm ready for a belt back. <laughs> so um I, I mean, you 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 gotta slide Rhea in there. I mean, it seems as though Naya and Shayna will have their hands tied with either Naomi and Lana or Dakota Kai and Raquel. That match is happening on Wednesday. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the the rumor, but it was just announced literally on Twitter a couple of minutes ago that they're thinking of moving NXT to Tuesdays starting the 13th of April. Ooh. That's a, that's a rumor happening. I don't right like now. that much wrestling in a row, but spicy. I'll leave that to I'll leave that to the war report to to parse through that one, but um, I think that's the best way for Rhea to to debut. Um, lastly, on Raw, Braun and Shane McMahon. How, how is AJ without a program for Mania, but Shane McMahon what and Braun, Braun Strowman done to receive all this goodwill for no reason, for for literally no reason? The man was awarded the Universal Championship practically at WrestleMania last year. Wasn't even on the card before he was put into the match. Um, I think. Maybe he was in a battle royal or some shit like that. But He's a big guy. He's a big guy. You know what we haven't talked about? We, we ain't talking about Paul White moving to the AEW. Now I think you think of a big guy. Paul White's big ass. What are your quick 30-second thoughts on Paul White moving to AEW? Um... <sighs> He wants to wrestle, I, but they are like, "Yeah, what? I mean, no, nah, we, yeah. you wrestled everybody." What I mean, he was looking like a, hoe. yeah, he been looking like a hoe for the past couple of years on WWE television. I, I mean, he's always <laughs> been a hoe to me, but like character yeah. wise, I'm pretty sure he's a nice guy. Um, I good for them. I, I think that we, we got to throw that age thing out the window. Then let's just end the age thing because yeah, he paying Mitchell millions of dollars to uh, talk and wrestle. Yeah, exactly. He'll he'll be a great mentor to some of the younger people. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure Sharkboy will learn more. Uh, you know, a lot more from him. But I I I can't. I cannot muster up a fuck to care about that. I I, I just really don't care. Like he he left out of here. Everyone's like, oh my god, he left. I was, I'm like, I was cool, surprised, bag, but really? I was not like, yeah, I was, uh, okay. I was like, oh okay, all right. Well, you gotta. I'm sure he wasn't wrestling there, and he he's he's leaving great entrance music on the table but hey let's see what they do on AEW maybe you'll just be screaming or something into the abyss or some shit like that um I think that with with uh, Paul, I'll give him I'll give him six with, months I agree. The title. with Paul White gone Braun Strowman is the new resident very large guy we can do stupid shit with and that is why he has <laughs> Shane McMahon that. legitimately I think Shane McMahon legit thinks he's an idiot <laughs> <laughs> he talks to him like he, an idiot. you know how he started a conversation he's like i've been taking a couple of mba classes right <laughs> and i've learned that teamwork makes the dream work and i was just like are you speaking to him like he's five or 15 or something i think the general gist of shane mcmahon's character over the last number of years since the whole daniel bryan um kevin owens Sami Zayn program is that shane mcmahon is an asshole and he will speak to you however he wants to speak to you and he was probably in with um, the Nike kid who got all them free Jordans. And that's probably how he received his Jordans as well. So 
<laughs> he was in on it too. What a what a good way to wrap that one around. I, I, I fuck with that one. That was a that was a great wrap around. Um, and that is that is that it for the week? Was there anything else on Raw? Raw that, that, that I hardly knew you. I watched when they told me to watch, which was at nine o'clock, <laughs> ten o'clock, and eleven o'clock, and that is how I watch Raw. It, it, it managed to get a lot of people on the show this week. Um, I I, I can't be mad at that. Except AJ, uh, AJ wasn't I thought on the it show was fine. Week. I thought I mean, I'm, one, huh? super weird. I I don't know what if you just really quick. If you had to think of, of somewhere to put AJ, he's not going to be in no battle royal. Let's just be clear. If even if there was one, he's not going to be in on it. Um, where would you put him at, at WrestleMania this year? AJ and Giant Idiot versus <laughs> um, the Hurt Business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wow, I, don't I have know. no clue. He doesn't belong anywhere. Wow, a man with no home. Triple H, this Triple H thing seems to be like they a far. Like this, it, that's a that's a that is. A, they need to stop. That's a they pipe really dream. Do. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't. We don't need no. AJ versus no, Triple H at all. all. So, so that is the week in wrestling with myself and Meals. Thank you. For listening to the a show thank you guys for all your support for our black history month campaign uh over the last couple of weeks we really appreciate that and, and once again we really appreciate all the support you have given this account we've reached over 500 followers on twitter and we are still growing so please make sure to follow the a show rnc on twitter make sure you listen to our show of course also listen to spot callers and I don't know if you guys saw this, but they just announced that the rewriters room is coming back for season two very, very soon. And that is with Armand Channing in the gang. So please take a take a li- you know, take a listen to that. And uh, you know, until next week, we're on the road to WrestleMania meals. It's not slowing down. We'll be talking about more about Fastlane, SmackDown, Raw, possibly NXT moving to Tuesday next week. Thanks for listening. Be safe. See ya. Fresh off the lot, I just got me some options. I'll slide in the coupe or the photo. I hit the gas and I'm gone just like Wheezy. I'm out of here. All of my cars got a turbo. Do you even know how many records I saw? Heard your man on the road doing promo. You might see me at parties or room full of rappers, but I.